Hello folks, this is Elias. Welcome to Kagan No Sai, and we're doing the fall review for 2019, the last of the decade. And there are <coughs> plenty of shows we are going to discuss. I don't think Beast Wars has Beast Stars is finished yet, but I want to talk about first off about one show later on which will have its own segment because i haven't done a lot of uh, research about the author and all the rest of them and we're going to talk about that as well as other things in that particular sense but i want to start off with the second season of Grand Blue Fantasy. The show did not get good until the last five episodes, and the last five episodes were serviceable. And I felt as though that this show could have done a lot better a lot earlier, but it is pretty much a sorted fantasy show it's not an easy case show, but it has certain different other things as well. And I felt as though that that show could have been done there. The characters are the characters. If you love Grand Blue Fantasy, this was an okay start. But the last five episodes were better than the first uh, seven. So that is an interesting intertrope as well. Now we can talk about Fairy Gone, since it was a leftover from summer 2019. I want to talk about Fairy Gone. <clears throat> Guys, I'm going to put this to you in real simple terms. The High Heavenly Beast was a better show than Fairy Gone. Fairy Gone could have been done way better, but this is lifeless. And it is an absolute joke with all the talent y'all have to do a lifeless show like this. And you can't be doing this anymore. You just can't. A lot of these shows have wonderful premises, but this show is just lifeless. Absolutely lifeless. I think they meant it for Netflix or something of that nature, but it is just absolutely lifeless. And it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. No. No. Not going to work. That show, The Fairy Gone, is a disappointing end. Disappointing. I want to talk about the next show on the list, which is the We Never Learn. We Never Learn started off well, had okay episodes in the second part of the season, in the second part of this season. I felt as though this was an okay, I felt as though this was an okay show interesting premises but they spoke english funny it's the whole thing about speaking english and whatnot and you know it was it was just sort of a cute show with um all the rest of the trimmings and whatnot it was just it was okay and some of the and some of the female leads were there now i want to talk about orosuke i want to keep this very short <clears throat> i want to keep this very short because this show is confusing. 
because it is done in the second person, which is rare in any type of medium. When you do things in the second person, when the male lead is not the male lead and everybody's talking, there he is. He's, it's done in the second person, which is rare. This show had a very interesting premise. Very interesting premise. And it... And the whole joke is, oh, he's the lead. He's the lead. It isn't the lead. And the girls are the lead, but he is acted as the lead. So it's like a second person. So they're doing like the second person thing and whatnot. I know what they were going for. And at times it was very intriguing. I felt the show kind of fell off in the last two episodes a little bit. Because they didn't know which girl they want to put him with and make him the lead and make her the lead actress. The lead uh, MC actress. So he is not sure which decision he's going to make. So they put him in tor towards the more of the female side. They're all fighting with him at the same time. He's trying to figure out his own way. But I think the relationship between him and his friend was more honest. That's just my assertion. It needs to get a second season to flush this out, and they need to take their time with this one. I am pretty much okay with it, but it could it should have had a second season. It should have a second season, true, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't see much of one of the shows that dealt with um relationships with uh, condoms and all the rest of it, so I cannot give an honest opinion about that one. There were two other shows that came out, um, Babylon, which is still continuing after it took a break, but it should be done there. There was a stand, my heroes, my truth, which was an okay show, and way better than Fairy Gone and all the rest of it. And there was one that dealt with um, familiars, fairies, and all the rest of them. I don't remember the name offhand at this particular point. I, 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 I don't remember the name of it, but it would just finish this final episode. I give it a 7. I, I, it was a pretty good show. Um, it, was, it did an interesting premise. But Babylon, Babylon, as far as I have watched it, I absolutely adore what they did in Babylon. This is a much better show than people give it. And they slept on Babylon way too much. Babylon's good. You should watch that one. I want to talk about the third season of... The third season of... Psychopaths, which was only eight episodes and 45 minutes long. They could have done a little bit better with the animation on certain aspects of this show. On certain aspects. But I felt... When they introduced this new character... And they're trying to play her him off as the guy that's going to save the character from the first two seasons somewhat and we don't know what happened to her so they're going to find out in the movie it was pretty much of a setup for the movie but as the setup for the movie 
it wasn't as in-depth as the first two seasons, and it wasn't really action-oriented as the first two seasons. They really tried to up the dramaticism in this season, and they really tried to do the more of the whiz-bang stuff of it. I think it's okay, but it could have been done a little bit better. So I'm kind of... Uh, I'm not disappointed, but I knew they were going to head in this direction in certain ways. Excuse me one second. Now, let's get to the next show. The next show I absolutely adore. Um, I think there were a couple of them I actually were nice and surprised and and they were surprising I'm going to talk about a little bit about the first core of fate uh grand order a lot of people were lost on this on the first several episodes got better later on and they said that the thing started to get better as it led into the next part so That being said, is an important part of the whole um, franchise of this particular series. And I think that the way they are handling the Rin, Ishtar, and Spoiler is quite interesting. Um, if you're not a fan of Fate, you won't really like this show because you're going to get lost real quick. They tried in the first three episodes to say, like, you don't have to watch Fate to understand this show, but you're going to have to watch Fate to understand this show because <coughs> certain certain characters are recognizable and certain of them are not. And the whole thing with Chaldea and the whole rest of it. But as the animation, the animation can be extremely good. They're 3D CGI. They left it alone. It is not inoffensive as some of the other ones I've seen, but they keep it as a tool and not as a crutch, and that has to be commended. So if you are a fan of it, this is a fine transition. Go ahead and do that particularly. You can that show is pretty good and it will go into its um second core later on in 2020. That's the second core starting in January 2020. Excuse me. Um, Iruhuma Chan, uh, Iruma Kun, which is dealing with a young boy who gets adopted by his grandfather, and as they try to train him to become the king of the demons. I actually think this show is pretty funny. I actually think this show is charming in certain ways. Uh, it doesn't have any of the planned BS that they tried to do with um, on one of the other shows, the the one with uh, um, the other with the female demon, but Miss Bezal, I believe. I don't remember that one. That one back there, and we're not sure if they're gonna get a second season. They haven't made an announcement on that one, and. Um, yeah, so they haven't done anything for that particular sense. 
Um, and I really think that Clara was pretty much the heart of the show, but Aruma is a, not a bad MC, and we're going to see more of those episodes as the series continues. Um, I want to discuss finally the two shonen shows, Dr. Stone and Fire Force. They both ended their seasons um, this time around. Let me say something about Dr. Stone first. Dr. Stone, in one sense, is a very good show. And in some sense, is a disappointing ending so far this season. This is not a shonen series that you think that fights are going to be there. Ironically, in this particular shit, there wasn't any huge fights. There was some interludes and whatnot. They really went back old school on this particular thing on Dr. Stone. It is, and we thought we were going to see the other main characters in this particular one. And they've been gone a year and we haven't heard much of the other one. I really believe that they're going for a year break or somewhat of a year break this time around and really going to focus on doing those 26 episodes. You're beginning to see a lot of these shows doing the, um, the My Hero Academica thing with the 13 episodes a year such a thing so they can do the animation in that particular sense. And you're starting to see all of that come to a fore. And that is what's happening these days, which is somewhat better in the sense that they're going back to the way they used to do back in the past when they had these major projects and whatnot. So it is what it is. Um, Fire Force. I absolutely believe that Fire Force is a little bit better than Demon Slayer. Just by a bit. I think the way they handled the sound in this particular um, um, in this particular anime, especially with the way they handle their fire sounds, is a similar thing that they did in Fate Babylonia. It's the way they sounded. They, they recorded the sound or they produced their sound in 4K. I swear to God they did this. There is, and, and, uh, <laughs> because if you listen, I'm going to also talk about SEO actualization in a sense. As, SEO actualization does not have the same type of fire when when a, when a character is using a fire attack or something. They, they have the same type of fire, but you will notice that they will have a, a pop. You hear this pop first. You hear this kind of like a crackle pop there. You hear this pop and then the flames start firing, right? Both in um, Fate and in Fire Force, they have this same technique with the when they're firing weapons and all these other things. I be really believe their sound directors for those particular two shows, not, <coughs> not with uh, SEO because they're using something else. 
both of those two shows are using some tor some sort of sound that will make it that they recorded this in 4K first. And then they downgraded the sound to a little bit. So you so unless you have a system a 4K system and this is some of the mistakes that a lot of the um dubbers are making because they don't have the tools to for their sound tools because they have to use a, a movie sound tools in order to get that sound out because I'm hearing some I'm hearing extra stuff uh, it's like you're hearing extra stuff that they put inside those two particular sounds right I don't want to get too far into it but you're hearing something in these sounds every time so when you're seeing the fights and they're doing this fire sound you're hearing you're he you're not hearing extra sounds because I believe they recorded this on a mass they mastered the recording on 4K I really do believe that on a 4K sound system or something of that nature on some Dolby um 8.1 system and they mastered it from that point and then they downgraded it further so you have to have something like a 4K or a 7.1 system with their sound in order to hear that sound come out correctly. Because you're not going to hear that sound correctly. <coughs> when they're giving the dubbers the master tapes, you're not going to hear that sound correctly because they dubbed it in that, in that particular sense. They're going to have to tell them to give them the actual master sound in order for everybody to hear because let me put this to you this way. The sound in these two particular, especially in Fire Force, takes the animation into a whole different level. It is because of this, the way they set this thing up. And the interesting way that Ishimaji, who, who, who also did um, Soul Eater, the way that he draws his characters, we never figure out why he has the teeth. And why Sho and his brother have his teeth like that until the final episode of the season. And once we find out, holy crap. There's a lot more. They put out a lot more questions about the about Shinra and all the rest of them. They put out a lot more questions about them, the Fire Force, the whole worldview, the... the I told up Blaze and all the rest of it. It was absolutely beautiful. Some people might say, no, it didn't work out. This is a completely different show than people realize. And y'all sleeping on it over Demon Slayer, even though I like all three of the shows I've just mentioned, both Dr. Stone, Demon Slayer, and... um. Fire Force, I like them all equally. Y'all sleeping on Fire Force for the wrong damn reasons. This show is in, it deeply intriguing to me. Deeply intriguing. And so I don't understand why you're sleeping on that one. You shouldn't be sleeping on it. I think the best show of this season... It was going to be close. I think the best show of this season, however, 
is Vineland Saga. This was a manga that was done 15 years ago. He never, you saw this dude and he is like, yo, he killing it. He knew how to fight. He still couldn't beat Ash Lad. Still couldn't beat him. And what hurts so bad. And when you saw the finale, it's like, this man killed Dorin's father, Doris. And Doris is like, duh, man. He killed him for no other reason than to become, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And he about, he wants that he wants to strike him, bruh. He wants to beat him and to finish him. And Jesus of Nazareth, you have to see that ending. They did all this. And then he doesn't... It ends the way it ends? That's gut-wrenching. That, that's gut-wrenching, bruh. Y'all slept on Violent Saga. If you are a fan of Vikings on the History Channel, you are absolutely going to adore this series. Adore it. Uh, best show this season by far. The fall season, that was the best. That was one of the best ones. I want to talk about two surprises. Cautious Hero is one of the reasons why anime will continue to succeed where everything else continues to flay around. And I want to explain why. This whole show is just an easy K. And they made this funny and they made Restar funny as hell. The horniest of all goddesses. But you know the goddesses can't have children. We found out out in episode five. So Sale, our hero, knows that he got to defeat this demon lord. And so he sets everything up. He's more cautious. He fires again and again. He's overdoing things. He knows how to fly and all the rest of these things. And Ristar starts to fall in love with him. Now, I'm going to do something a little different because... If you've seen those last two episodes, you know what I'm talking about. But it's a way to do spoilers without spoiling the ending. So we get to the final two episodes. We get to the final two episodes after he loses an arm somewhat, gets healed and whatnot, and all the rest of it. After defeating the king that tried to, was now a part of Demon Lord, and finally slapping some sense into the girl... That tried the the daughter of the king, that was controlled by the demon lord and now accepted the demon lord as his blah and blah. So they started to take a break. Restart started doing these things, trying to get there. I want to see says blah blah blah. You know all the funny shit she's been doing since the beginning of the show, and then the story starts to change, and then the reality starts to come around. And then what we call, 
Amaterasu, that's what we're going to call this old lady, the old queen of the dead. We're going to call her Amaterasu. So Amaterasu comes around and tells Reese that we got to tell you the truth. This is Seiya's original dead. Why was it hidden? Because of this. And then we see it. And then we see this. And we said, hell no. Hell no. Yeah, there's our brother right there. Our brother's right there. Oh, yeah, we're going to beat that king demon. Oh, get the hell out of here. Don't do it, bro. You can't be serious. Oh, no. No, no, no. 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 Yo, damn it. Then the final episode come around. The fight starts. And then he couldn't do it. Couldn't stay. She tried to heal him and she overdid it. She tried to heal him everything and it just wasn't enough. And then he knew. That was a roller coaster. A real damn roller coaster. An underrated gem of this season, I have to put it that way. Another one was Sherlock. Kajazu Sherlock. Now, I'm a Sherlock Holmes fan since the inception, and I have seen the majority of the television shows based on Sherlock Holmes. I thought the last two ones, I think the first season of the HBO version was fine, but the rest of the seasons fell off, and I felt that the elementary was okay for what it was to try to subvert tropes about it, but it just didn't really work out for me. But this particular version of Sherlock Holmes was one of the more successful ones since the past versions of these ones. Since the past versions of it. And we all thought it was funny. There are all these things about gender and whatnot and all the rest of these things. They didn't really go like anti-gender or what, it, what the hell have you. It was just to solve a murder. And then we found out how they subverted the trove of Moriarty. Uh, Sherlock and Holmes in certain ways and Adler and all the rest of these things and all the rest of it. The way they handled this one, you thought they were going to go a different direction, but they took the right direction with this one. It was a fantastic final four episodes of this show for that season. I want a second season with these characters. I really do. I really do. The way they handled every single part of this, fantastic. <coughs> and one of the two things that related to um both um Cautious Hugh and Sherlock is the way the bad guys handled their business. And it, it, it is fascinating how they how they did the kick the dog moment, if you want to call it in that particular sense. And it's really a psychological thing about the about the generation that passed and the lost opportunities that came about there. It's really intriguing how they handled that one as well. No guns, no life. 
Madhouse is back. I love this show. It was different. It just hit different from Jump. It was just a different show from the Jump. There are just certain parts of the show that just did not work, but a lot of the other parts of the show worked beautifully. And I felt as though if it wasn't for Violent Saga, this would have been my be best show of the year. <coughs> By far. By far. I absolutely enjoyed the day. Here's an underrated show, even though the last episode was a little bit so-so, but I really, really, in I kind of enjoyed this show, but they kind of like uh, uh, <coughs> played fast and loose with a lot of shit. Excuse me about that. They kind of played a fast and loose with a lot of it. Uh, a lot of it did. Assassin's Pride. Assassin's Pride was a good show that forces you to figure out what's going on in the background. Forces y'all to figure out what's going on with the background. I think you have to read the um the light novel and the night novel has been selling pretty damn good. So this show is going to have something like an SEO actual SEO type of success somewhat and I really really thought there were aspects of this show I think this show kind of does things in a different way when it does with fan service and the background stories of a lot of the characters and the world building in this particular show. I think the world building is out of this bleeping earth. Because if you see a lot of the subtext is there, they say, oh my, you will go like, oh really? So this is how it works. But the way they handle the way their enemies handled, mm -mm, they don't work that way. The vampirism in this show, especially with with Melita Angel and the way they handle these two characters, is like she knows who she is. A lot of these, a lot of the females in this, they know who the fuck they are, which is completely different than the other shows in this particular genre. They know who they completely are. So they go like, oh, what this happened there? They play like they are actual, they actually are in school in something of the, when, when females do what they do, and they do, do what they do in private and what the hell have you. So, so they do what girls do and whatnot, so. It, 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 they, it, 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 they tried to do a lot of different things in this particular show, and I felt as though there were a lot more successes than there are failures. I do want to see a second season, but if a lot of people said that they were, weren't too interested in this particular thing, I could understand it, but uh, the world building is top-notch if you really look at the subtext of it, and... Uh, the characters are characters that feel more alive. It's just that the situations they put them in isn't as strong as you once thought. This very gun had interesting premises, but the world building was not as good. 
was subpar and their characters were subpar. Um, Assassin's Pride had better characterization. Better char better characterization in the way they interacted each other. A much better and more somewhat of a live world than Fairy Gone in certain places. And they had also other things as well that made it successful. The foreground, the background, the subtext, and a whole lot of it. And it was done in, in, in a successful manner. So there were some successes and there weren't some other things as well. I do want to see a second season and I hope it does get one. But we'll see what they do with the uh, but their um, novels, uh, the light novels, are doing pretty well. So I'm thinking there could be a second season later on in the year. I want to talk about Beastars. I really do. Beastars should have been 2D animated. It should have been. I say this. With all due respect to the fans of the show, CGI killed this show. No, no, no. I know uh, the story is crazy. It talks about things about racism and all the rest of these things and whatnot. The CGI kills this show. This show would have been the show of the season and the last couple of years if it wasn't for its CGI. I can't give it any high marks. I'm sorry. That's not, no, no, that's not to say the manga is better. The manga is good. The show with they, they did a lot of experimentation with the 2D and the claymation and the whole rest of it, which gives this show some life, but I will still not rank it high enough because the majority of the show is CGI and it could have been done better in paper and digital. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish... There will be another day for right now, even if they did. No, 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 no. I can't eat the CGI just killing all the dramaticism out of it. No. Now, that's the same thing. This is the problem. This is the thing. It's not that CGI or paper is any better or any worse. That's not what we're saying here. What I'm saying here is that you have the four good CGI houses. They all can't be working on all these particular shows. You got to understand that. And it's going to take a couple of years for them to say, anime can do this and this and the other thing is 3D. It's going to take a couple of years. Right now, no. This is bad. No, no, no. This is hard. No, no, no. The CG is horrid. I'm sorry. The CG is horrid. Now there were certain parts of it that work. And all, their, and all these other things, that they should have just animated this straight up. They should have just animated the other this way straight up. But that's what I'm saying. When you have shows like Fairy Gun and all this who do this, and this you are supposed to produce something grand, grand with this. You can't be doing the same shit you've been doing. It's not going to be working. And it doesn't. And it's disappointing to me. I don't want to talk about Azura Lane. This franchise makes a heck of a lot of money. For them to be delaying it, the finale until March? Did somebody's catches did not get through? I just want to know, did it, did it catch didn't go through? 
I don't know. I really don't know. Um, that one with the cult, the cultural club. It recently aired a cultural anime which dealt with the cultural club they were doing. Um, in the start of the summer season, ended its season today. Um, there might be doing another season soon. I liked it for what it did. It was a simple show. Um, the lead character was nice. I liked it as well. Um, and it was pretty much, um, pretty much a, a, an okay show. Um, the shooter anime that recently took place with the, you know, the Olympic shooting or target shooting they did with the, the female character there, uh, I liked it. Um, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It was um, a nice slice of life show. And so was the other one dealing with board games as well. Another uh, simple slice of life show. Um, with the female German lead and all the rest of the games. Uh, I have, haven't heard of some of these board games before, but I hope they actually do exist. They seem, they seem interesting to play. <laughs> so, yeah, they were pretty good as well. I was going to explain something about... Jack Girls. I don't want to spend too long on it. I may do it separately from the this episode, and I may make it do it. I may do it only for Instagram. But let me tell you about this game, and I'm, I'm the game, yeah. But let me tell you about how deeply disappointed I am with this show really disappointed I feel as though this game and this franchise and all of these things should have never existed do you feel the same way I feel the same way I really do it should have never existed that's all I'm going to say about it. And I'm not going to talk about some of the conspiracy theories I have about this show. I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about it. It's somewhat related to another show, Hoki no Sora. I don't want to talk about it too much. But it is what it is. And... I'm going to leave it at that. It should have never ever existed in any shape or form. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And I'm not against it then. I did not want to forget this show. I don't. Vow Love. I absolutely thought. No cat, no cat, bro. This show is deeply underrated. I thought this show was Square Inc. saying 
we're doing the things we can't do in video games anymore. We can do in anime. For how long we can do it in anime, I don't know. For how long we can do it in anime, I don't know. I really don't know. I really do like this show. I felt as though that they kind of made the lead a little bit of a dumbass, but they allowed him to actually do the deed in certain places. So he isn't totally a dumbass, but he is just more frightened than anything. We're going to get a second season, but for Square Inks to do this and to do this in a very interesting fashion means that they can diversify many different directions that a lot of other um, major companies can't in, in many other ways. I'm going to tell you about um, later on in the show, once you hear the show, um, about uh, the big uh, stars in um, the animation world right now. So we talked about Val Love. We talked about Kind of Water Girls, Jet Girls, excuse me. What was the other show that we were going to talk about and I'm going to finish off on? Um, let me see if I need to remember correctly. So we did Grand Blow. That was okay. They're doing their third and final season of the seven of the tank. The seven deadly sins. Which they had another animated studio doing it, and it, 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 it it's somewhat okay and somewhat lost. I don't know they how they're doing it. They're still continuing on. Excuse me. They're still continuing on. Um, GG no Guitaro. They're now in like their 84th episode, 94th episode. Excuse me. They might be heading towards 106, 112, 120. Possibly, which is a rarity in Japanese anime these days. Um, we're now still in the Wano arc in um, One Piece, and Bahai JD did an episode, one part of the episode with um, Luffy fighting one of the main bad guys in the Wano arc. And one of the, and the, the thing they're doing is so beautiful. They when they change the animation in this particular um in this particular show, they're changing the animation in that particular show to make it look a little bit more dated. But it is actually newer in certain places and older in certain places. So they gave it more of a theatrical look without making it theatrical, which is fascinating to me. Uh, so that's one of the changes they made there. 
Um, I'm trying to remember which show that we left off. Um, we already did that one. I don't have anything on me. Oh, yeah. The basketball anime. I don't want to forget this one. So we can end it here. The basketball anime they did, Azaki no Zora, uh, is an interesting show. Uh, I don't think it's a middling show. I think it's alright, but one of the things, and this is the thing that hurt Beastars and is hurting this show, is the way they're animating their basketballs. It is pissing me off. It is pissing me off. The way they animate their basketballs, come on folks, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. This is not a game. Stop doing it. It's, it's not fun. It's not fun. It kind of hurts the character of the show. It really does. I think you need somebody that does, that's starting out do the squash and squish. Starting out, do squash and squish like y'all used to do. It's not that difficult. Okay, the ball's not going to do the things that it's going to do. So what? Don't be CGIing balls. The character ain't there. It's just to look cool, nah. In 1983, you did it to look cool. You did it because it was just there, look cool, and all the rest of that thing. Now, everybody laugh at it, and it's the first start, and everybody's starting out, and we got to have a starting point, sure. It didn't hurt the rest of the movie, but it now it's hurting the rest of your, of, of your shows. And I think this show is, uh, is good and can stand on its own. So I'm a little bit sad that they have to CGI the balls. Outside of that, there is nothing bad I can say about this show. There's nothing bad I can say about it. No. So the show's fine. The show's fine. Oh, I want to remember. I almost forgot it was SEO isolation. Uh, actualization. They did two parts of it. And the second part was finished this week. And I felt that this show did things interestingly. And I felt that this show uh, made SEO a little bit more serviceable. I thought the last season was, was pretty good and changed the way the show uh, is viewed. Because first of all... When the show came out, everybody hated on it. And they said the Attack on Titan and all the rest of it and whatnot was the better show. And the whole lot of it. And it was true. It was true. But Carito was a guy that a lot of the younger uh, Asian males loved getting the girl, wanting to have a relationship with a girl, sticking with one girl at one time. And fighting all these monsters and whatnot. And then as the show started to change around and get into different ways, they started to talk about some deep stuff. And uh, starting to get an idea of how the franchise was going to become. With actualization, especially with the way they handle Eugene, uh, you... Uh, it, and the way they handle some of the day in the first part of the day, it just didn't really fly 
But as the series started to go on, we began to figure out what he was trying to write, and it was absolutely fascinating. And the way they handled the ending and the way they handled the second season, the second season, and I don't see this in a lot of anime. And I think this is one of the reasons why I like this season a little bit. First, this latter part of the season, it almost as equally as the first and somewhat better than the first, the first part, is that this season was one huge battle separated into these episodes and nobody got lost on how that these battles were taking place. I think they learned a lot from um from Attack on Titan on how to do these long battle scenes and how to split them up so you know who's fighting and they're still fighting in the background and they're still fighting in the whole episode and people are dead and all the rest of these things. They know how to write these fight scenes in certain ways that you don't get lost and it feels epic and you know it from the background that the battle is still going on. It's an impressive piece of, of, of directing and handling that particular way of doing those particular manga and um, a light story, a, um, light novel story, and how they handled that. So I give it high prop for that. Kirito as a vegetable, and when he saw Azuna, uh, it broke people's heart. It should be breaking people's heart because this guy we saw y'all. A lot of y'all grew up with this dude. And at the final moment when he was finally going to get free out of this problem, he becomes a vegetable and they all try to save him to see him um, to be together with that. And it was like, yeah, that's the way it was. It hurts. And, it, and then the fight between Alice and then Alice understands and a whole lot of it. And then they began to realize about how this particular uh, virtual MRO is really more of a trap than a, a sense of freedom. And, and they finally talking about the, the real issue of how things have changed in the world that Korea now lives in and how people have um, separated themselves and whatnot and only come together in order to fight in this particular sense. It is it is starting to get real deep in SAO, and a lot of people may have dismissed it in certain ways, but now you're beginning to see some of the uh, uh, important discussions that they're having in this particular franchise, and as it were. So, folks, that's pretty much it. Um, we're done. And we're going to talk about, uh, SC, we're going to talk about, um, Hierarchical Nosora in the next segment, the, for a winter, uh, 2020 shows, uh, 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 plus some original anime, they're also coming up and we're going to mention them as well. 
We're also going to talk about Plunderer and uh, ID Invaded, which already had two episodes out, and but they won't show the third episode until later on this week. Later on in the month, we're going to talk about those as well. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to talk a little bit about Crunchyroll and its issues. We're going to talk about the real situation that's going to happen. And then we're going to talk about the dam breaking and the whole rest of it as well. So, and we're also going to talk about what's going to happen in, at, right after uh, Easter with the next episode of uh, Kagan No Side. So, we'll be back right after this with more of Kagan No Side. And hope you enjoyed this review. Again, I, um, uh, uh, Violent Saga was the best show of the season by far. Uh, as for 13 episodes, I give it the edge to actualization. I give the edge to it, but if it wasn't that, it was Cautious Heel. And if it wasn't that, it was Sherlock. And if it was, no, it was. Um, no guns, no, no, no guns life. Then it was SEO. Then it was, um, Cautious Hero. Then it was, uh, no, it was Sherlock. Then Cautious Hero. Then the other show as well. So we'll be back right after this with more Kicking No Side right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking No Side. It's time for the winter preview. Now, some shows have already premiered their first two episodes. And it's not a review of those particular shows, but just an overview of the type of shows that are coming out. And let's get started, shall we? So, here are the shows that are coming so far, and some of them have already premiered, and some of them have not. We'll start with those that have premiered. First two episodes of Darwin's Game have aired since this recording. It deals with an unknowing Katame Sudo is invited to uh, to try out a new mobile game called Darwin's Game, but later realizes he's informed it more than he can chew. It'll be 11 episodes. It is a series that was originally i think it's a brand new series but who knows next one here was coco suri it's from brains base it is originally a manga both darwin's game and they are both from a manga at a young age of 11 koto yonga was a devotee for two weeks and became the god of wisdom a mediator between the spirit and the human worlds to which the girl quickly agreed, but at the cost of her right eye and her leg. Now, six years later, wherever they make my way to Koto for consultation. She's the lead, but the guy has some parts of it in the show. They are believed to be a couple, but it's kind of weird, but it's starting off interesting. It's going for 12 ups. episodes have already aired of the show. Haiku to the top is heading to its fourth season. Plunderer already aired two episodes. It is done by Geek Toys. 
It is 24 episodes long, so it's going through the um, April months. It is a manga in a post-apocalyptic world dominated by the so-called numbers. Each human will have an identity with their own count, which could define any number related to their life. So say, if you have a minus count, it could lead them to the abyss if it drops below zero. So the first uh, two episodes dealt with a guy named Leech trying to help this girl and pretty much is Leech's adventures throughout the most of the show. Uh, Somali no more Kata Masama. This has to deal with Somali and the forest giant. This is based on a web manga done by a French Vietnamese um, dude. So this is another French show that was based on a Bazna Destiny, which is mostly related to their Anna, which is mostly there, but it's really closer to a Bene Destiny, if, if you want to recall it, similar to another show called, um, I don't remember the name of the show off the top of my head, but it was also done by a French guy. So the show, the rule, the world is ruled by spirits, goblins, and a manner of creatures. Human beings are persecuted to the very point of extinction. One day a gnome and a little girl meet. This is a record of the pair. One of a member of a human race, the other the watchman of the forest. It is 12 episodes. It is done by set satellite. And so on. Ikotosin no wa desu ne na. I will speak about this a little bit later when it comes to Crunchyroll. But the show deals with um anime uh and the whole thing and their amazing and their adventures together it is seven episodes ironically we don't actually they don't know how many episodes they're saying it's 24 some are saying it's 12 they're saying it's 12 it's from science sorrow it comes from a manga it is the return Of the legendary series Madoka Magica. It is a side story to this series. It is based on a visual novel game. It is a television series. It is scheduled for 13 apps. It's Shaft and all the boys are back. The story is being told again. It is Magica Magica Record, Major Soldier, Majoka, Magica Gaiden. This is a brand new series dealing with Aurora, a magical girl on a hunt for a missing sister, Ui, in Katamahara. Also in Katamahara is Magoa, who's searching for the similar mystery, Hamora. Gonna get crazy. This show it has to deal with uh, shields. Uh, so basically, it's an RPG. Uh, well, it's actually people playing the game in an RPG in the real life and all the rest of it and how they go through the, how they change the game and all the rest of these particular things. Uh, schedule for 12 ups. It's from Cyrillink. It is based on a light novel. Now, I will call this Anaku-kun. It is based on a manga. So, Episodes have already aired. We're already on his fifth episode as of this recording. 
a third episode, fourth episode actually of this recording. As of this recording, it is based on a manga that it deals with rumors about the school's seven mysteries, one of which, which is Hanako-san, said to occupy the stall of the girls' bathroom in the old school building. Hanako-san grads any wish when summoned. An occult-loving high school girl who dreams of romance ventures into the ventures into the haunted place. But the Hanako-san she sees is nothing that she's imagined. It turns out that this little, this demon is actually a dude. You know, same age as her. This is from Lyrich. It is an interesting uh, look for the series. It is 12 ups and it comes from a manga. This deals with scientists dealing with love. L uh, all of the 12 episodes were released on Amazon Prime, but they are airing also in Japan later on. So they're getting certain episodes. They, they've already finished the series. So all 12 episodes have already been completed. The second season of Izuke Quartet with the Shield Hero is already available. It's done by Suyo Puyukai, 12 episodes from that. Railgun T is the third season of the Railgun series. Now, the first original series that has premiered in a while is called ID Invaded. And the first two episodes that already aired earlier before this season began. Folks, I'm going to put this to you this way. It is nice to see an original series done for the, for the genre. This is quite interesting. I won't go for a few review, a full review until later on, but it is what it is. Dorohedoro is also a series. It's also a series that is done on Anime Plus, which is the service that is connected to uh, Netflix in the United States. So it will not air until it's ready in the United States and the, the dubs there. Some episodes, the episode, they have already aired at least three episodes of this as of this recording. Some of the episodes are done in a semi-CGI, this, that, and the other thing, which is kind of all putting. But some say that the story is interesting enough on, a, on its own. Mappa did the show. Twelve episodes are scheduled for the franchise. Infinite Dental Granum is based on a light novel which came out around the same time as Sword Art Online. It is done by Nas. It's 13 episodes. It is a light novel. Three episodes have already aired. Pet is from Geno Studio, which is 13 episodes. It deals with people that can get into people's mind and control their memories. It used to eradicate memories or to assassinate. Now, the potential said part is strong enough to destroy people's minds. It could back on and eat up one's heart. That is, this is an absolutely crazy show. A psychological, psychedelic show. But a lot of people are... But the, the storyline is hard to get into as of yet. 
but I expect this thing will improve later on in the series. Oh, here we go. Nicopara. You think that this series was going to be what you think it is, but it isn't. It is not. It is basically based on these genetically made cat girls, blah, blah, blah. They're doing this particular thing concerning with um, made work and all the rest of it. It is from Felix Film. It, I think it's one of their first ones. Uh, visual novel 12 Eps. Heia Camp is the second season of the Heia series. It's done by Sea Station. It is based on a manga. This dealing with Senton Academy. Done by Studio Kiyomi, which is connected to um what is the other what is this studio called? Stu done by Studio Goemi. Done by the people that did um the horse racing idol show. And this deals with uh it is a 12 ups, it's done with a manga. It deals with the main character is the male character there who is a human. All the boys are animals. All the females are uh, Neko Mimi or, all, or any of those particular things. Just like in the uh, Pretty Pretty Masume series, Pretty Derby Masume series, they know what they're doing. They get a lot of the details right, which adds spice to this show. So it's done by Studio Goemi, 12 episodes, and it was come from a manga. This is a four-coma manga. It is from Doga Kobo, 12 eps, Koyuku Asteroid, and it deals with girls looking up to the stars and doing cute shit concerning space. I will talk about more about this later on. Now, um, this is a series that was done. That is a seat that is a remake of an older series, and it's a remake of a much older novel. It is called uh, Hagur Tabby. It is 13 F's done by Studio Dean. If you know what this show was done. Back in the day, you know how it was done. It, it, it was a pretty crazy show back in the day. Um, Runway, which deals with the fashion industry, mostly in Japan. So all you fashion girls out there and all the rest of that, if you're interested, this is the show for you. We don't know how many ups, but it's done by Azola. They're saying it's 12 ups. It comes from a manga. Overflow. Can we just say this? When I'm doing the review of this season, which will be on the 17th of April, I'm just going to say this. Wheaton, boys! You're damn right. That's all it is. It's called Weed. That's all. Let's move it on. We got another 12 episodes here. 
uh, Boku no Toro Nengashi Nengatsu. Um, this, I haven't seen much of this, but they it has already some of the episodes there. It is based on a manga. This one is called Richard Nohazi no Kante. deals with Richard Hanada, the Rodopa, a, a handsome British, Julia Fraser, and Senegada, a upstart, Tyler, the dual solve cases. So this has to deal with more solving cases. It's actually based on a novel done by Shuka. It's 12 episodes. Hansel in Illusion, we don't know how many episodes. It is done on a light novel. It is called Children's Playground Entertainment, which is the new um, people doing this particular show. Hmm. So, this is pretty much about magic girls doing robberies. Okay. A new, a new series from Sony's A1 Pictures, 12 episodes. It is just called Pi. If you don't know what Pi is when you divide, I'm sorry for you. But it's just called Pi. It's an other series. It's a brand new series for the auto group called Pi. I mean, not the pie you eat. I mean, the mathematical pie. Just call it Pi. The Budokan Itsuka Shiniru is dealing with a girl obsessed with her favorite idol. A minor member of a large school group, no not she says she'll die before she sees the play at the Budokan. The Budokan, as you know, in the wrestling parlance, is one of those places where they do idol shows and all the rest of it. Uh, here's another original series also coming to Nesarangu. Kayungi uh, Nesama. A university student in Tokyo visited uh, Kumoto to search for friends who could not contact during the fall of Kumoto earthquakes. There she meets a lot of people that full compassion and equals, including the energetic high school student Izumi. A heartfelt coming of age story be uh, content begins. This is a Magical Lab 12 Valley. It is an original series. Bang Dream, third season. The first five episodes were released on Blu-ray before they were came on TV. So, the first episode actually started on the day of this recording. Uchitama, Uchitama surrounds a car. In a city of somewhere to the brain, there's a fire scene on Dirt Street with a cat with a king tail bearing the words, Have you seen Tama? That's the title of the show. Uh, it's Lampin Track and Mappa, 11 episodes, and it's an original series. So we got five originals already, and two, and one, and we got two cat, cat people series. Actually, three cat people series, if we want to count the other one. Number 24 is a brand new original series, not based on a manga. It's actually based on rugby. But we're not going to see any rugby in the show. I don't know, but PRA is doing this series. It is 12 episodes. It's another original series. I count six. Uh, this has to deal with dogs. Older cinnamon, Nona Banga. No, 
Nobunaga, I believe. So, Idolish 7 second beat is the second season of Idolish 7. The first episode spread a special singing sing, screening at the Idolish 7 Fan Thanksgiving Day Volume 5 on December 14, 2019. It was distributed on various streaming services on the 7th of January. The regular television series will begin on April 2020. So it's not scheduled to air until the start of April 2020. Kanatsu Nikki Natsume is going in his second season. It's from a four-coma manga. Eilish's second beat is based on a game that is done by Trioka. The other one is done by Satellite and Creators Impact. A3, season, spring, and summer. We don't know how many days. It's done by PA Works and Studio 3 Hertz. It is based on a gang. Show by Rock is a brand new television series from Samara Circus based on the new Show by Rock TV series. Benson the Benson Man, Master Meshereshe. Breakers is from Abacal. It's another original series. It will deal with para-athletes who are meaning Alcesa and Renarita. They have four stories of a four-dented wheelchair basketball, high jump golfer, parallel experience. This is done for the Olympics and the Paralympic Games, I believe. So they had to do something there. And I think they're going to show more of the showings later on. It's an original series. And it's done by a new group called Abercrow. Um, they did a Hinatsu series, a Reverb series. We don't know. Hey, Hinatsu Precure, which is continuing. Then they doing a one for Marimel Maniwi, which is a comedy story with a flipping past cat or an old other cats. It's pretty much a children's show. It's a digital manga. It's from Kaoshi Studio. And then they have continuing ongoing shows, especially Boku no Hero, Detective Conan, um, One Piece, um, The Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, continuing from the last season, it was Bandai Namco Pictures, Aruma Kun. Um, they have already announced that uh, Ahuru no Sora is going 50 episodes. Chetanifuru 3 is continuing in it, it to 24 apps. Now, Sherlock is taking a break and is going to come back with another 24 apps, but I think they're going to wait until the end of the uh, February to have it. They're still continuing on Gigi no Nakaro. It's now at 120, 114, I believe now. Domino H2 continuing on his next part of the core. It's now at 50. It's going to go 52 episodes. Um, bon Bono still going on. Um, Bebe Burst is still going on as well. Back to Gun Plow Planet still going on as well. And so is other particular shows as well are also going on. Two only A's coming up. Kanudi Dragons is based on certain episodes. It's from Polygon Pictures. It's based on a manga. It's dealing with dragons, rulers of the sky. Cats Gager 
It's from Studio Kai. That is an original animated day. It will air soon, but we don't know a date. Um, we have one app from the uh, novel, which is dealing with um, the OVA. It's supposed to be scheduled for the twenty uh, January twenty January twenty ninth. So if you hear it, it's already aired. Uh, March twenty twenty will be the OVA for JC Staff's um, uh, Mother Online OVA before the second series on uh, Genome. Which will premiere on February 27th. That will be an OVA. Uh, it's an original story, including with volume 10 of the manga. The first side story of the upcoming Genosu series, March 10. February 14th will be ACA Regards, the Tillman's Little OVA, which will premiere on the 20th of January. Strike the Blood, which will have the January 29, 2021. Hauku OVA. This is a 3D one. Or well, actually, it's a puppet that they're doing with them being puppets. Um, the main anime for um, the OVA for Kenilichi um, no Tombu Tokanawa OVA will air. Uh, one year before the main anime begins, that will come up there. And then the fifth season of Rujita Deruki, fifth season. It is an original series. They have given no synopsis yet, but it's scheduled to air on February 28th. And then the last one for that one is Marco Kikini Ryu, Bundles of the Bolden Stick with the physical release of the game. It is scheduled to come out the same day as the game. Movies are coming out. Made of the best three, movie three. Goblin Slayer, Goblin's Crown. Yeah, right. February 1st. We face eight nine heavens field. Digimon Adventure, February 21st, 2020. Commemorating the 20th anniversary of the Digimon Digital Monsters franchise. Sorokobo movie, PA Works 1, an original movie also coming on February 29th. The uh, Red 2 movie also there, High School Fleet movie also coming up. Sorosu the Tour Day, The Clouds Gather on February 15th. Where uh, Ninchu, which is uh, January 17th, which is already passed as of this recording, and a couple of others as well. There's a couple of specials as well. Uh, Genesis special boy special will have a special episode. Girls vs. Panzer will have a special episode. Um, that special episode will be on March 25th. The other one for Girls Panzer is February 27th. Sure for Himachi Nova is a recap of the first 15 episodes. Achiro about you free. That will be on the 29th. Mobile Suit Genkin Girl No Gitu Colson is a special actual bundle with the Blue Wave volumes. These are specials. It will air. It has already come out. Um, no side notes as yet on the other one. And the last one I wanted to get to, and the reason why we're going to be uh, uh, making a focus on this particular show is a show called It's a Council Reviewers. When we review this show on the 17th of, Fe of April, there's only one word and there's only one thing you need to say. 
Say it again. One more time with those in the back. That's right. We eating. That's all you guys here know about as Ishikaku reviewers. We straight up eating. Say it again, folks. Say it again once more. That's right. We eating. So those are the reviews for the shows that are coming up or have already aired for this winter. We'll do a few review, a full review of all of the majority of these shows in the next episode of Kagan No Side. Coming up next, about one of these shows, Crunchyroll, Kiss Anime, and a whole lot of it. Coming up next on Kagan No Side. This is Elias. Come walk with me right after this. Hello, folks. Welcome to Kagan No Side. This is Elias. Elias got problem. You know, one of the main problems about this industry today is that you accept the bullshit. One of the shows that have recently premiered is Ezekin dealing with the adventures of three children. And in the first episode, they showed a ding about kids anime, which is a portmanteau of kids of kiss anime, kiss cartoon. Wow. Crunchyroll got new offices in New York. Build them out from scratch. That's what piracy can do for you, folks. That is what a whole lot of piracy can do for you, folks. I just want to mention something, and then I'm going to let you stew on all of the things you fans have left happen and why in certain cases a lot of the people that surround the creators of all of your shows are right to say don't listen to the fans let me explain something to all of you okay i have been talking about crunchyroll for a long time about how Crunchyroll is bad for the business. How Kiss Anime does the same. And all the rest of it. When people realize what has happened, you won't be saying the things you'll be saying. I want you to understand the history of Crunchyroll from inception to the present day. I want you to understand that Crunchyroll started off breaking the rules of the millennial of the digital millennial copyright act. 
that same act caused a guy named Adam Swartz to go to jail over things that were basically in agreement and in concurrence with what universities usually agree with. Which is basically research papers. And what Anna Schwartz found got him killed. Crunchyroll did nothing of that sort. And they built an industry based on a science or a technology project for Kung Gao's thesis, as it were. You're starting to see the connections to Berkeley, Stanford, the whole nine yards, this political revolution you're seeing and all the rest of these things that are happening, you see it from there. Of course, he was connected to Hot or Not as well. Crunchyroll starts to become popular. Become one of the biggest enterprises in pirating in recent memory. Kiss Anime does it in a different way. But they're still pirating firms. They're not legit. They're not legal. The whole nine yards. But one had to be built so the other can follow in its stead. Do you now understand what it is? Let's continue. Crunchyroll then gets seed money from Event Rot VC Corporation, which are connected to the Rockefellers. And at the time, the head of the Communications Committee in Congress was a John J. Rockefeller from West Virginia. How do I know all these stories? He had certain connections with certain Asian countries when a vent rock was connected to these to certain Asian countries with these Asian groups and what these particular did, which they later created MAPPA, Map, not uh, 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 another MAPPA. It's the MAPPA in America. I'm not sure what it is called, but I think it's called MAPPA. It's a different MAPPA. But this group was one of the people that started to complain about Scarlett Johansson's role as Mokoto Kusanagi in the westernized version of Ghost in the Shell. Those are the same groups that built you, and that communications committee helped build the children's television end of 1990, which later led into the Eli Laws of 1991, 
1996, 2000, and 2004. The last two are important because the 2000 and 2004 versions basically set up the rules that if they did not air that three hours of educational social programming of that particular nature, they weren't going to get the spectrum to use for their HD broadcast. That was basically what they did. It was, I'm going to deny you this right that y'all built for yourselves. Unless you do what I say concerning this particular thing. Y'all have not heard that story. But this is where Crunchyroll lives and thrives. Because of the EI laws and all the rest of the American animation becomes more creative, more on the creative side of things. The creatives later get bamboozled by those connected to Channel Federator, even though Federator wasn't really necessarily the main cause of the problem. But those that were around his, the sphere of influence of that particular thing, plus all the changes that were happening in Cal Arts at the time, especially during the times of the Bush years and also influenced by the betrayal of Occupy Wall Street were some of the reasons why the animation industry became more insular. And plus, the success of anime and the way the teachers dealt with this, with the Oriental work. And dismissing it, especially a lot of the young girls were there. And as you know, they were doing all these things and they started to connect certain things together and that is where you have this <coughs> thing with the flat super flat and the accommodate <coughs> and the combination and the appropriation of the super flat lifestyle into the what is uh eli ships i uh think called humans of flat woke capital the whole lot of it crunchyroll followed into this direction but they do it on the pirating side as it were then you hear the issues with them and their partners who helped them in the pirating firm, their fan suburbs, as it were. No honor among thieves. None. Especially when some of these guys are now big stars on Patreon and all the rest of it as the grift continues to go on. Not to be done, I'm done. The Japanese get wind of it and said, it's time for you to stop. But it's not really a stop. It's just the continuation of the grift and the lies and the bull crap. What do I mean by the grift and the lies and the bull crap? TV Tokyo gets it interest. They start developing a web portal and a website. Things start to change. They start using server farms from places we never know. And 
how pray tell you would get this some of the pirating stuff that, that was still on the site when the Japanese sent their cease and desist letters well for mega upload but you see mega upload is no different from Dropbox no different than the other places that people put files in it was just a file keeping service not a plane service not a just any other thing service just the file keeping services to keep files on the internet but if it was legal or not debatable these days debatable why because the rules are for some and for others, it's not. Do you know a guy by the name of KurtKim.com? Gave him everything. Did the whole thing with online and whatnot and what have you. Everything seemed to go well. <coughs> if you want to put it in certain terms. Ah. The best laid plans. Until the movie industry gets wind, the FBI gets wind. And they go into another man's country. I mean, another person's country, another country when a man was living getting tax-free money to boost their tourism and their internet businesses. And they raid them, scaring their children, his children, living in that house. All for a service that was pretty much like Dropbox. They didn't play by their rules. And if you don't play by them and not the exception to the rule, you're going to get got. Crunchyroll did much worse. And yet somehow they get away with it. Not to be outdone, server farms in Romania. And a whole lot of craziness websites with their web browser not working being behind and all the rest of it but that may not be the worst part of it oh no oh no as they became a respectable company we had to put respects on its name they are now the industry in america Inspired by the legacy of Tsunami, they tell us. Inspired by the legend of Tom and all those that wanted the Tsunami Revolution to continue, they were inspired to become Crutching Rule. We have to retell the story like 
The UFC told its story about Zufa. Zufa told the story about the UFC. But anybody really had the information to really go into it will really know the truth about how UFC got to, to power. Similar idea with the way with Crunchyroll. And they told their fans that we're not pirates anymore. We're trying to bring a respectable business, respectable to anime. Respect on our names. Ooh, and you know what? How they did it? I'll tell you how they did it. I'm going to really tell you how they really did this. Here's how they did it. They said, pay us $9.99 a month, and it will go to help the Japanese animators who are struggling in Japan based on policies. The Japanese took long before a lot of these animators coming into this business were born in order to protect an auto industry that America was losing and did not have the cars nor the willpower nor even the advertising to make sure people were watching. That's Absolutely mad. Do you know what that agreement is? I just want to say that's called the, I think it's called the Paris Agreement. They did it in 1985. The Japanese signed it. They were going to get wrecked once they signed it. Because if they'd never signed that agreement, things would have been done in the auto industry and in the rest of America that would have retrofitted this country into both countries into a better position than we are now. That's the issue. A lot of things about Japan, you've been lied to and lied to horrendously to your own detriment. And the greatest lie that they told the country role used was that this money that you were using to get away from the pirating was going to help the Japanese animators. Well, one that didn't work out too well, now did it. It's just like the Dallas Cowboys, or should we say the Dallas Bow Girls with Mr. Formerly coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, OC of the New York Giants, Jason Garrett. And I told y'all about these boys. The butt padding and all the rest of it that Miles does to Kung Gao and his leadership. Leadership. Kung 
Wow! Especially because they're in Dallas and they have the favor of Dallas and AT&T Stadium. Dallas Cow, wild boy, wild girls. Since we all in this, yeah, and turning entertainment, we gonna help them Japanese. We gonna make them good. We gonna be eating their food. When the reality of the situation was and has been, China and a lot of Asia are watching and funding the majority of the work that Japan is doing. It's not even America, 8%. Latin America is a little bit larger than that. Latin America, folks, there's a much larger Indonesian anime industry than there is in the United States. All Crunchyroll did was to place y'all in a ghetto. Lied to you that they were helping the Japanese animators. Because now we now know through articles from Senku Complex and others that none of your money went to help the Japanese animators. All of your money went into the Cal Arts Industry close-knit, insepid, nepotistic culture that was building there since 2008 and made its mark when the Dundercats 2011 got canceled for business reasons. Ain't nobody gonna tell you how far we've fallen until I finish what I said here. But I'm gonna continue. They lied to you. And y'all fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. And another part of this lie is what project they were using to talk about they were doing they used all your money for high guardian spice which nobody knows when it will air it's all for this women in animation thing which has been going for hit pieces against the same genre, same genre, the same medium, the Crunchyroll used to get anywhere near any sort of popularity, any sort of ding with AT&T. There's your culture right there, folks. They use your good nature and your morality against you. Against you. They use your own virtues and the law against you. 
and y'all fell for it. Here is the last sad reality of this situation. The last sad reality of this situation. Not only that they have a new studio now on based on lies, not only that they have offices and all the rest of it, but those that were connected through Rooster Teeth and connected through Alation Media and connected through Crunchyroll and a whole lot of it, guess what? Guess what? Rooster Teeth is gone. Crunchyroll stays. Tsunami's future is in doubt. They're sticking with their guns over in Dallas and New York. They are part of the Warner Media lineup. They're going to use them with AEW and a whole lot of it. Criminality secedes because crime does pay as long as you figure a way how to become a part of American society through the grift. A lot of those who are in the left wing, especially in certain places, have begun to figure out that the culture of fandoms and fan bases can get out of hand. And the culture of fandom can get out of hand. Especially in this hyper-normalized corporate culture that we're now seeing. And they use political entities to showcase this. <coughs> Excuse me. You have now the realization that Crunchyroll never helped you, never helped this animators, never hold this thing. What if I told you that since 2018, tw not 2018, since tw 2008, since 2006, your business, the business structure in America concerning Japanese anime was basically done and this was done in because the culture in the genre in anime and the way anime was done was beyond the pale and now crunchyroll with connections with at&t now a part of the whole culture with Brummutter's basement dying off and all the rest of it, is now trying to retell the story of anime in the United States and trying to tell the story of four kids in a completely different light. A lot of it basically lies, by the way. And tried to refashion themselves as the stewards of anime. 
the heroes to save the genre from its darkest days. The one, the ghetto is now the neighborhood. I hate to tell all of you folks that y'all wrong and y'all been played, but y'all been wrong and y'all been played. The worst thing about it is, is that it is going to get worse before anything gets solved. When Isaac Kin put out the portmanteau for Kiss anime, it legitimized Kiss anime even though it was a pirating firm based out of Russia. It will only be a matter of time, right after the Olympics, before all of the nations and the connections and the businesses and the bankers and all the rest of it when they're getting out their seed money through their VC companies are going to say we're in a streaming war and the biggest winner in this streaming war is Kiss Anime. All they have done is made things worse with the streaming services. Because once Kiss Anime gets a foothold when all of these entities start to become untenable. Kiss anime will start winning. And then another crunchy and then another crunchy roll situation happens. Another Netflix situation happens. And then Kiss Cartoon and Kiss Anime will then reach a point where it can create or it will have the nature of creating its own content. Its own content. God knows what they will do. And then Verizon or another telecom will come and buy Kiss Cartoon or Kiss Anime or the Kiss Group as they call. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the fear that I have. The animators don't get paid. The production companies did. The Japan, Japan doesn't see any new openings in America. They become what we become. The same people that did the insular thing in the American industry move towards the Japanese side and try to control the dubbing and all the rest of these things and whatnot. And there leads into the disaster that is to come. You cannot get through similar to what happened in the American industry. And in some cases in the Eastern industry, but even though it's more a free form as it were, because of the way they set up their television businesses and how it, and, and whatnot as well. And the way that anime was popular there in France, even more so than in the United States. Crunchyroll doesn't really have a football foothold there, but more has more of a foothold in the Northern countries. This 
will lead into anime being the worst thing to happen to the whole genre of animation. Now that you realize that you have been played all over and more historical things about Crunchyroll there, what is you as fans have got to do about it? Knowing that aspects of what their argument says about how fan bases are there and consumerism and all the rest of it has been proven correct, especially when it comes to Crunchyroll and how they played you into this. Well, something has got to change. Your relationship to the genre has to change. And the relationship you need to have with this genre now is a relationship that has to be completely different. And why do I say completely different? It has to be different because this culture does not have the wherewithal in an in this country in particular does not have the wherewithal to handle the things that or have the space of what the genre and the medium can do beyond the aspects of Disney. And the relationship has to change because entertainment needs to be seen as such, sure. But in a way, We cannot continue to punish creators on the grifting of Crunchyroll, on the grifting of Patreon, and the grifting of day. We cannot continue to punish creators on being forced to be access to these entities that, if given the right opportunity, will destroy half of the businesses there because they don't fit a mindset and an ideal that these grifting operations now want to expose or now is forced to expose because we're now seeing the golden stats is doing the whole thing with wokeness and whatnot it is high time to recognize that the animation business in this particular country, the very thing that made this country different from others in certain ways from its live action and its comedic and all the other things of that nature, that 
culture no longer exists. And all there is left is a bunch of options on a streaming platform. And those options are limited because the people that control these platforms ultimately decide what airs and what doesn't air. And what is increasingly airing are things that ultimately do not work. They are destined to fail. They have the worst type of writing. And don't have the right people to back it. The future of your genre belongs to shows like Isikaku Reviewers. That is what anime is going to have to become in order to save not only its business, but the rest of the animation industry as a whole. It has to become that, unfortunately. Mares of the show be damned. This is the unfortunate truth of the situation. Now, understand that, and you will understand why Crunchyroll led us into this position. Because I'm here to tell you the sad reality of this thing. They are going to turn this genre into another version of what we have in the States. And once they do that, the entertainment industry is only sticks away from collapsing upon itself. Ticks, not seconds, ticks from collapsing upon itself. That's all I got to say. But you, there's a lot of blame to go around, but the fans have to take some responsibility for itself. That's all I have to say about this subject. We'll be right back with more of Kicking No Side right after this. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond This Earth. We'll be back with an all-new episode around April. We're going to have the reviews for the winter season and parts of the day previews of the April season, the big April season that is coming up, and a whole lot more about it plus special reviews as well 
and what we're working on faith I was trying to work on and we're trying to get everything done so it's gonna be fun thank you for listening to Elias come walk with me as we go through beyond your boundary and we will see you guys in April for all new Kagan no side take care Let's hope there's not too much snow this winter.